Hello, and welcome to Cloud Insiders, a podcast that brings cloud down to earth. Hello, and welcome to Cloud Insiders Tech Focus, where we talk tools, tips, and tricks to make your life in the cloud easier. I'm joined today by extrovert senior consultant, Paul Kennard. Hello. Hi there, Paul. My name is Stuart Robinson, and I'll be your host for this discussion on Docker. So, Mr. Kennard, introduce us to Docker. What is it? For those unfamiliar, what does it do? Okay, well, uh, Docker containers, um, putting it simply, is merely an isolated environment, like virtual machines, um, that are also in, uh, isolated from each other. So, like VMs, containers also have their own networking processes and services. The main difference between a container and a VM is that the container shares an operating system kernel where each VM, virtual machine, has an operating system. Um, inside the container, uh, it has all, all that it needs to run the application, including the relevant binaries and libraries. Cool, so sharing resources, making everything a little bit lighter, not having to install as much individually. Exactly. Perfect. Why Docker? What makes it different from other container solutions? Um, well, I feel, I feel one of the biggest reasons Docker is, uh, the, is, is basically it's the most used container technology um, and has the most extensive support across different computing platforms. So this, this alone has helped um, the adoption cascade, um, leading it to be the most popular platform for developers to use. Cool. And so what competitors has it got? Yes, uh, there, there is other container providers. Um, uh, the first wisps of containers, um, such a container-like behavior, started back in, believe it or not, 1979 with the development of uh, process isolation using uh, CH root in Unix v7. Um, however, it, it wasn't until uh, year 2000 when FreeBSD JAWS uh, was developed and things moved further, allowing partitioning of uh, system into smaller systems. Um, now things have progressed somewhat more and we also have other Linux containers like uh, LXC and LXD and also Solaris Zones. Uh, so Docker may be the most well-known container technology but it's nothing new. Yeah. So why are um, organizations using containers then? Um, organizations uh, are using uh, containers uh, because uh, cont containers are very lightweight compared to VMs. Um, it allows an organization to rapidly deploy them, um, not only to speed up development cycles, but also to provision application resources to react to customer demands or, or bottlenecks, um, all within a short space of time. Um, another key benefit is the mobility of a container because of the common platform they share. This allows the container to be placed and run from something as simple as a Raspberry Pi right up to uh, enterprise level clouds or hybrid cloud platforms. Um, uh, so containers, uh, containers also help um, application developers themselves by reducing the complexity around management. So uh, the application developers no longer need to cater and develop the applications with multiple operating systems in mind. So traditionally within the business, um, if you had a project that required a number of different systems, all requiring different technologies, for example, web server database and messaging system, you would have to manage not only the applications themselves, but also the individual OSs that the applications run upon. You, you, you don't get this problem with containers because the, the container is decoupled from the OS itself. So adopting containers, I feel, can really empower the organizations as they can not only preserve the existing investments, but also achieve better consolidation ratios due to the reduced footprint of a container and also helps improve 
the platform's total cost of ownership. So with Docker being one of the more popular products out there, because more organizations, Microsoft, AWS, are going to have stuff already built for it in the cloud, does that make it more readily available Docker specifically? Because you can literally just spin up a cloud, just say, yeah, I'm using Docker, and then just move things about in there? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the developer can uh, can develop the application on his laptop, you know, and, and then basically he could, he could fit that in uh, as long as whatever um, cloud solution supports Docker containers. I mean, yeah. many out there, so you could, you could literally, you know, there's the, the mobility around the actual container solutions is, is is a massive benefit around that. So it's a uh, very portable, and yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the one of the reasons that it's uh, it's, it's getting a, a massive adoption right at the moment. So Docker, Docker's popularity is just making it more popular because it's more readily available. It's more readily available across so many different platforms. Yeah. Cool. So. Are all our futures containerized? How do you see the uh, the role of containers in the future? Um, with the rapid development of cloud computing, um, I feel it's, it's it's inevitable that container technologies um, going to have a, a rapid adoption rate, and will continue to progress like that. Um, there's there's already many large organisations utilising Docker um, containers technology, such as Amazon, BBC News, eBay. PayPal and Netflix, all things that you can you can look up and read upon. Um, moreover, with the development of software-defined networking, such as NSXT, it allows organizations to adopt a true hybrid cloud platform model, utilizing an overlay network, allowing containers and virtual machines to coexist both on and off-premise. So uh, the bottom line is they're here to stay. That's perfect. Is there anything else you'd like to add, or are you fairly uh, confident you've crossed everything off your list? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's, there's lots of free documentation out there. It's it's a big subject in its own right. Um, I would highly recommend looking at uh, Docker.com. Obviously, um, also check out the Docker Hub, where there's many free apps available. Um, uh, but also, there is VMware Hands-On Labs, with which you can get hands-on, uh, get your hands dirty with the technology itself. Um, in a free lab environment. So, um, for example, uh, I would I would recommend looking at Hands-On Lab One Eight Three Zero Zero One, which is Photon OS and Container Basics. And you've also got One Eight Three Zero Two, which is vSphere Integrated Containers and Getting Started. There's also there's another two around Pivotal Container Service and Kubernetes Getting Started, and also VMware NSXT with Kubernetes. Um, so there's, there's lots of opportunity to learn the technology and would recommend checking those out as well. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, if anyone would like to get hold of you, is there any way they can uh, reach out to you across the internet? Um, I'd say best method was probably just to um, PM me on over LinkedIn, um, connect, and yeah, I'd be happy to answer any questions. That's absolutely brilliant. Well, Mr. Paul Kennard, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cloud Insiders. To find out more and to listen to additional episodes, go to cloudinsiders.fm. You can follow us on Twitter at Cloud Insiders and subscribe on iTunes. Catch you next time.